the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, Joe Biden yesterday gave a speech, and I don't know, the White House really uh, really kind of blew it. Um, the tenor of the speech was, uh, I thought, you know, I, I've, I've heard this before. Like, if I could just pinpoint in my head what this reminds me of, like, maybe, maybe there, wait, 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 there's a tune coming to me. I'm hearing... I'm getting it slightly in my mind. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, it was a don't worry, be happy speech. It really was. Uh, gas prices up. <laughs> you are under the mistaken notion that me closing the Keystone XL pipeline and stopping the drilling for uh, gas on federal lands has anything to do with that. It doesn't have anything to do with that. And Joe Biden made clear why it doesn't have anything to do with that if you're worried about supply chain issues and your children are asking for certain christmas presents you don't have to worry about that either and the good news is that according to joe uh everything the kiddos are looking for on the shelves will in fact be on the shelves and the major retailers i mentioned are can have confirmed that their shelves will be well stocked in stores this holiday season that's good news for those moms and dads who are worried about whether the Christmas gifts will be available. It goes for everything from bicycles to ice skates. Well, thank goodness for that. Aaron, do you have any nieces or nephews, any little kiddos that you're buying presents for this Christmas? Uh, yeah. How many of them have asked for a bicycle or ice skates? Zero. Really? Hmm. You know, I have... Uh, little nieces and nephews too and uh shockingly no bicycles or ice skates on their gift list either um my kids my kids have shown throughout their lives one's 12 one's 15 one's 17 a deplorable interest a shockingly uh, detached interest in bicycles or ice skates for christmas (laughs) now I don't. I, I haven't gotten their list this year. Maybe finally, the overwhelming interest in bicycles and ice skates has finally built to a fever pitch, and it'll be at the top of the list. Maybe, maybe they'll ask for uh, a record player. Maybe, uh, maybe an FM converter for the car, uh, an eight-track player, uh, a, a Betamax v, V8 VCR. I think that's probably going to be at the top of their list. This guy, who thinks kids ask for bicycles and ice skates, is purporting to tell you that all is well. 
not only in the economy, but in that space for rent between his ears. He's got it covered. He's opening the strategic oil reserves. Here's the big announcement yesterday from Joe Biden. So today I'm announcing that the largest ever release from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve to help provide the supply we need as we recover from this pandemic. In addition, I brought together other nations to contribute to the solution. India, Japan, Republic of Korea, and the United Kingdom have agreed to release additional oil from their reserves. Hmm. And China may do more as well. Hmm. This coordinated action will help us deal with a lack of supply, which in turn helps ease prices. The bottom line, today we're launching a major effort to moderate the price of oil, an effort that will span the globe and its reach and ultimately reach your your corner gas station, God willing. God willing. I've worked hard these past few weeks in calls and meetings with foreign leaders, Mm. policymakers to put together the building blocks for today's global announcement. Well, then. I just have a question. He's been on the phone with India. He's been on the phone with China. He's been on the phone with France. He's been on the phone with Japan. Are we not an oil-producing nation ourselves? Wouldn't it be easier for us to just... Have we ever been able to produce our own oil? Oh, that's right. That's right. We were energy independent under Donald Trump. So why aren't we energy independent anymore? Here's why. Because... Do you have any friends that your other friends have ever said to you? How are you friends with that person? Like, I can't stand them. Like, I I don't get it. Like, I don't get your friendship with them. But you are friends with that person that other people deem to be difficult and unpalatable. And you have good reasons for being friends with them. Maybe you see something redeeming in them that the other friends you have don't see. Maybe your relationship in business, maybe it's impossible for you to avoid the person and you've determined it's much easier for me to be their friend than to be their enemy. I just can't ignore them. I think they need me in their life or whatever. This is a common situation with everyone. It is no different with Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. He has friends, more like allies, people he needs. He's not doing them a favor. They're doing him a favor. The green goofballs like AOC and Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and all the other people, they are a part of a coalition that Joe Biden has deemed friendship he cannot do without. He can't do without the friendship because if he does without the friendship, he does without their allegiance. If he does without their allegiance, he does without the votes they make available to him, and then he's not in power anymore, and (laughs) we're not going there. So that is why Joe Biden is calling... Japan and France and China. I wonder if Hunter made the call to China. Hunter knows people in China. Hunter could probably get right to the top of the party in China. So that's why Joe Biden is acting like we don't produce our own oil. That the fact we were energy independent and the fact that we had the Keystone Pipeline all ready to go, you know what? Lots of good union jobs with that Keystone Pipeline. He sure likes those union jobs, but only when they're building solar panels and only when they're building batteries. So Joe Biden has friends he can't afford to walk away from. So he's not going to recognize things that are obvious, which is we are one of the world's, when we try to be, 
best producers of oil. We have lots of places domestically where we can drill for and harvest oil. But he's not interested in that because then he'll lose his friends. That the rest of us go, what are you friends with them for? So that is why. Now, it's interesting that Joe Biden would release a whole two days worth of oil from the U.S. oil reserves because after all, the gas price spike really isn't that big of a problem. It's really not a problem we haven't dealt with before. Joe Biden made that point yesterday. Pay particular attention to when Joe Biden says this problem has arisen before. You know, today, though, I I want to address another challenge that families are facing. Mm. And the one I think they're most focused on right now. High gas prices. You're right. This is a problem. Really? Not just here in the United States, but around the world. I don't care about the rules. The price of gasoline has reached record levels recently Mm. in Europe and in Asia. Mm, And here. In France, at the end of the last month, it reached about $7 per gallon. Mm. In Japan, it's about $5.50 per gallon. Mm. The highest it's been in years. Mm. Of course, it's always painful when gas prices gas prices spike. And gas spices. Today, the price of gas in America, on average, is $3.40 a gallon. In California, it's much higher. Okay. The impact is real. Mm. But the fact is, we faced even worse spikes before. When? Just in the last decade. We saw it in 2012 when the price of gasoline hit $3.90. 212. We saw it in 2014 when it hit $3.69. 2,000. And as recently as 2019, we saw it surpass $3 in many places. Hmm. 2012, 2014, 2019. Did you notice? 2012, he said it got to $3.90 a gallon. And in 2014, it got to $3.69 a gallon. He conveniently left out, like, the early years of, oh, that's right, the Obama administration, when it went even higher. Yes, in 2012, Barack Obama was president. Who was his vice president? Does anybody remember? He wasn't a very memorable person. I'll give you that. Of course it was Joe Biden. Back when he had a brain, he was the vice president to Barack Obama. 2014, it went to 369 a gallon. 2014. Who was president in 2014? Oh, was it John McCain? No, it wasn't. Was it Mitt Romney? No. Was it George Bush? No. Was Barack Obama again? And Joe Biden was still his vice president, even though Obama probably wished he could have dumped him like a hot rock uh, before the 2012 election. So Joe Biden is telling you not to worry about high gas prices because, hey, they were way higher back when Barack Obama was president and I was vice president. Well, first of all, the entirety of the Biden presidency has not run its course yet. I know. Sorry to bring you the bad news. But do you think this is as high as prices are going to go? Do you think so? I don't think so. Joe Biden is actively working, well, probably right now he's taking his mid-morning nap, but theoretically, he's actively working, or, you know, other demons with him in the White House are actively working to get Build Back Better, parentheses, break America forever, end parentheses, passed, to inject, if he gets his way, 
a couple more trillion dollars into the economy. And anybody who's ever taken an econ course knows that when you have low supply, and he mentioned it, why why are gas prices high? He said it, not me, low supply. Why is he on the phone to India? Why is he on the phone to France? Why is he on the phone to China? Other than to get, you know, Hunter's deal juiced a little bit more. He's on the phone to these countries because OPEC told him to pound sand on producing more oil. He wants more supply. Well, what if he doesn't get it? What if we don't produce? And we're not going to produce. I covered that. He'd make AOC mad. He'd lose his friends with all the wackos. He wants to inject more money into the economy for an already suffering supply of oil and gas. So do you think gas prices are as high as they're going to go? I don't. I don't. And the other part is that Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary, she pretty much admits they don't want gas prices to go down. Because if gas prices go down, then you won't even think about the mathematical stupidity of buying an electric car at $40,000 a year, assuming that a half a century later you'll break even on the $800 a year Joe Biden says you will save on gas prices. But the bottom line is that this president and this administration are looking at every single tool to shield American families from the impact of rising energy prices. And we're working through, we're working through an energy transition. And we've got to start by adding energy. And the reality is we have to take some time to get off of oil and gas. We recognize this. This is a transition. Why do we have to take some time? Because you want to. Because your wacko friends want to. Not because anybody's asking for that. Not because American manufacturing is asking for that. Not because the American consumer is asking for that. Because it's an ideological agenda item for you. We are in an energy transition. No, we're not in an energy transition. We are in a stray from truth transition. That's what we're in. We're from a forgetting things that are obvious transition. We are in an it's impossible to free fools from the chains that they revere transition. That's what we're in, Jennifer Granholm. So... They say they care. They don't care. They not only don't care, they want this. They want this. They're making policy to drive this. The only place they want you to drive, and they want to drive you there, is crazy and to the poorhouse. That is the only place they want to drive you. So I was struck last night. I had a little uh, ethical dilemma. I was with a friend. We went out to dinner. <laughs> and the uh, server was quite pleasant. And I noticed that uh, she had an engagement ring on. So I asked her about, hey, when's your wedding? And there was no date set. I asked if that was pandemic related. No. And I got this response. And Aaron, I want you to weigh in on this. I got this response about the status of the relationship she was in, the length of time she's been in the relationship, that I just felt terrible for her because I thought, I see what's going on here with your fiancé, and you don't see it. Seven and a half years they've been together. Yeah. She, She says his family is wealthy, 
and does not approve of her. Okay? But she was like all about, yeah, but so, you know, we're going we're gonna to figure that out and we're going to get married. And I, I left with my friend and my friend is like, what do you even think, giving that a second thought for? And I'm like, because I hate to see people headed for a bad end. And I think she's headed for a bad end. And I always talk here on the show about do the right thing for the right reason. So what is the right thing for the right reason there? To give her the benefit of my personal experience with those who have been in similar situations and bad things that have happened to them? Or because I don't know her at all, other than she was a pleasant server in a restaurant, to butt the heck out and not say anything at all. <laughs> well, I, it's, a, it's a little bit of both. I, I'd say, uh, yeah, I would agree that it's absolutely none of your business. None of my business. Even though I'm coming, I'm a happily married man, I have beautiful daughters, I have no interest in this person, I'm not trying to, I don't have a friend I want to fix her up with. I have no personal investment in this situation other than... I think something bad's going to happen to you in this relationship because here's my here's my opinion on this. You tell me, you're a single guy. You tell me if this is true. If you're a guy and you're dating a woman and you think she's a great catch and you don't want her to get away, you aren't waiting seven and a half years to get her to say I do. <laughs> if you're waiting seven and a half years to get her to say I do, you are hoping something better comes along. Yeah, well, what what I've seen uh, is anecdotal, but I do think that uh, there is a growing trend of women accepting the ring for the engagement and then being good because you got the ring. Now mm. you can just you can walk around with the ring and you could let people know that you're not single, and <laughs> and the guy can convince the woman that that's enough. So I'm I'm curious, what's the upside of that ring insurance on the finger? Is it that you don't want? I mean, you ex, here's here's where I'm having trouble making sense of that. If you accept the ring, you are by definition saying, "Yes, I'm interested in getting married, getting married." But if you have the ring, I mean, if any self-respecting guy, when I was single and I saw a girl with a ring, like I didn't even try. Like, okay, she's taken. Yeah, so well, I'm not going to approach. So she's going to like keep the keep the suitors at bay with the ring, but the guy who gave her the ring clearly seven and a half years. He got no interest in marrying her, right? But he gets the benefit of holding on to her. I see what his benefit is. Yeah. I don't see what her benefit is. That's what I'm troubled by. Is she's in this relationship where a the family's got money and they don't want her to get her hands on it or have access to it. She's clearly not in it for the money, or she'd have been long gone before seven and a half years. Maybe the people have an idea. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. I just, to me, I was like, I got to tell her, hey, I've seen this happen. And if this guy's waiting seven and a half years, trust me on this, dear. He is looking for something better. And even if you get him to the altar, even if you get him there, my fear is this dude's going to cheat on you. He's going to cheat on you because he's looking for something better now. Why would he stop looking for something better after he's got you to the altar? But I just didn't say anything. Did I do the right thing for the right reason? 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.